right, folks, welcome into another brand new edition of the 901 Soccer Podcast here on Bluff City Media. I'm your host, Lauren Stocker. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search 901 Soccer. We will pop right up. You can find Bluff City Media on Twitter at Bluff City underscore media. And you can find Bluff City Media on Facebook as well. Just search Bluff City Media. They will pop right up. Also, if you're watching the show, you're already there, but if you haven't, go ahead and subscribe to Bluff City Media on YouTube. I'm not the only YouTube show as that's part of Bluff City Media. There's a lot of other good stuff that uh, you should uh, subscribe to so that you don't miss. And as all of the other uh, people in the YouTube world like to say, like, comment, subscribe. I think in that order. It's not really important. Uh, what order you do it in. It's just important that you do it. And I have faith that you, the audience, will do just that because I know how much you love me. And I do appreciate that. All right, tonight, talking Memphis 901 FC, resounding 4-0 win over El Paso Locomotive. Going to talk about what happened in the last game for 901 FC. Going to talk about, obviously, tonight's big win. Going to take a look at the playoff picture and what that means going forward for Memphis 901 FC. Do we get a home playoff game? We will discuss, and then we will go ahead and get you out of here. Probably try to keep it about the same time that we kept the last episode. Um, There's not a whole lot to add on this one that hasn't already been said in the last one or said on Twitter, but I'll go ahead uh, because I love you all so much. I'll I'll, I'll keep you entertained. I'll do what I can. I have have every reputation to uphold, and and I'll do just that. So thank you very much. Um, So let's just jump right into it, okay? So 901 FC... You know, coming into tonight, um, their most recent game was last Saturday against the Birmingham Legion, which they lost 2-1. to one. Um, Stephen Glass said after that game that it wasn't a particularly good game from either, a particularly good game from either team. And that, you know, I would agree with that. It wasn't, there wasn't anything that jumped out at me. I, that was That was a game where I probably spent more time watching Notre Dame and Duke on the TV behind me that I did the actual 901 FC Birmingham Legion game. Um, 901 FC went up 1-0 on a penalty and then fell behind 2-1 two, two minutes into the second half, and they lost 2-1. to one. There wasn't a whole lot to say about it. That was a Birmingham team that was fighting for the playoff lives. That was a 901 FC team that had already locked up a playoff spot uh, a game or two prior to that in Tampa. And... It was a bummer because you really could have put some distance between yourselves and Louisville in the fourth place and the tie for fourth place in the Eastern Conference because going into that Birmingham game, Louisville and Memphis are tied on points. But 901FC has the goal difference and the head-to-head tiebreaker. They played played Louisville twice this year. They beat them once and they drew once. So you got head-to-head, you got goal difference. And last Saturday represented a really good opportunity to put some distance to create some separation between you and Louisville, uh, because not, o- not only did, uh, well, Louisville lost last week. So you have had the chance to create separation. Unfortunately, you lost too. Uh, the good news is that that loss was not nearly as devastating as it otherwise could have been because Louisville lost. I mean, for, for a very brief moment, it felt like of who won it at least. Um, and heading into tonight's game against El Paso, you thought maybe there's four teams that are mathematically alive for this last home playoff spot. It's Memphis and Louisville are tied, obviously. And then a little bit further back is Indy, a little, little quietly just hanging out right there, and then Birmingham. 
Birmingham plays tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow being October the eighth. I don't know when this will get posted, but uh, tomorrow being uh, you know October the eighth. I've already said that twice. I, I shan't say it again. So you're thinking maybe probably going to be between you and Louisville, but there's an outside shot that Birmingham gets it and a little bit less of an outside shot that Indy gets it. Well, coming into tonight's game, you're sitting there thinking, like, I I really don't want – I need this home playoff game like I need air, not just because it's good for the team and good for the organization and because – I would get to be there for sure, but I don't want to have to be put in a position where I have to make tough choices. I don't like making tough choices. I don't think anybody does. I usually end up making the right choice, but I don't like having to make tough choices because if not, I want to see ends up not getting a home playoff game and I have to go on the road, you know, and the team has to go on the road, then I would have to go on the road and I would have to probably do two big, long road trips in the space of about six days because the U.S. men's national team game is in Nashville on October the 17th, which is a Tuesday, and then a hypothetical road playoff game possibly at Louisville would be that Saturday. So that would be a 400-mile round trip between Memphis and Nashville in one day, and then an 800-mile round trip between Memphis and Louisville the following weekend. So you're looking at, what, that 400? That's 1,200 miles in a week. And I don't know that I really want to do that. I don't know uh, the, the transmission of my car is a little bit, mm, so I don't, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to push it. So coming into tonight, a lot of people's minds, myself included. Oh, also, if I have to travel to Louisville or to wherever, Louisville would probably be the only one that I go to. If we're being perfectly honest, um, and they're the closest. They're not the closest, but that's where I can, you know, I can stay for free since I have family up there. And it's, it's, I mean, it's not a bad drive. Don't get me wrong. I've made the drive a million times. You know, you just 40 to 65, whoop, about six hours. There's a time change. Um, I made the drive. I've, I've covered Memphis and I want to see at Louisville City twice. And you know, I wouldn't mind doing it again, but, you know, I would much prefer to be here because not only would that be two very long trips on a very, a lot of miles on my vehicle in a very short span of time, I would also have to pick and choose, do I want to go cover this game or do I want to be out at Mike Rose refereeing making four or $500 over the weekend? That's another choice, the factor that I'd have to weigh there. But this could all be laid to rest, and I, I could be worrying about nothing if 901FC does what they're supposed to do. And tonight against El Paso, they took a very, very, very big step towards doing just that is they came out early, they came, well, hang on, let me, they came out early, and they scored early, and they scored often. They they weren't playing around tonight. And that's something that Stephen Glass, uh, I believe the word he used postgame was ruthless, because this was an El Paso team coming into tonight that was also fighting for their playoff life. And it's very impressive, because you didn't look good last week against Birmingham. That's, that's you know, that's that's reality. That's I don't think I'm surprising anybody with that take. Um, and if I am, we've got other issues. But El Paso is in the playoff places in the West, but they hadn't locked up a spot yet, and there's not a lot of space separating 7 through about 11 out West. I think maybe 4 or 5 points separating 7 and 11. And much like the East, and just like the Eastern Conference, 8 and 8. 
So they're kind of in the same boat as Birmingham. And, you know, you, you fully expected a home run effort out of El Paso tonight. And as good as 901 FC played, I don't think we got a home run effort out of El Paso, which I found quite surprising because their playoff life is on the line. I mean, that a loss tonight did not eliminate them, but and it was probably going to go down to the last game anyway, but they'd have been in a much better spot if they had gotten a result tonight. So all the credit in the world to Stephen Glass and 901 FC for coming out and absolutely pounding them. Um, and I think you saw the writing on the wall right before halftime, and especially after last week. That goal right before halftime by Lucas Turchie off an Aaron Malloy corner was absolutely vital given the way that Birmingham came out last week and got two goals in the first five minutes of the second half. So you're up 1-0 off of a goal by Akeem Ward from 16, 17 yards away from the goal that might or might not have taken a deflection. Also, on that goal, assist goes to Laurent Kissiadu. A lot of good work by him tonight, especially in the lead-up to that goal. Uh, Ward's shot might have taken a deflection. Who cares? It ended up in, They don't ask how. They just ask how many. And that was one for Akeem Ward. And 901 C goes at 1-0. And then with a corner right before halftime, I did get kind of a chuckle because I got the sense that Malloy was just trying to run, you know, waste time so that the corner was going to be the last kick of the half. And the referee went, boop, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. And Malloy played it in. Fabulous flashing run from Lucas Turchi. Boop, head to Memphis. That felt, that was... You almost saw the writing on the wall, the, the El Paso, down like this. Um, but Stephen Glass said, you know, and he, he made reference to the Birmingham game last week, is what he was telling, you know, in the post game. He was like, look, that's what I told the boys at halftime, that that's still a good team next door. And, you know, you know, we saw what would happen last week, so let's let's come out and keep our, keep our foot on the gas. And um, they came out and kept their foot on the gas. Uh, Luis Fernando got a goal, and Kissidou got himself a goal. And you ran out 4-0 winners. All the while, all while this is going on, the, 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 the coaching staff can sort of admit and sort of deny all they want. Um, I'm readily admitting I was scoreboard watching, okay? Because Louisville's playing Hartford, and Hartford stinks. They're awful. They're the if they're not the worst, they're the second worst team in the league. I think lots of the lights might be the worst. And so I'm I'm looking and you know because I don't want to see coming into the night. Memphis and Louisville tied on points. So I'm I'm scoreboard boss. I'm scrolling through the Twitter refresh, 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 refresh. No, what's Louisville doing? Okay, nothing, nothing. Okay, we're in good tune. Oh, it's, it's good, it's good. And then Louisville goes up one zero. I'm like, well, damn, hell. Shit. And pressure still on. At this point, 9-1-C, I think, was up 3-0. So I was feeling good, pretty good about what was going on at AutoZone Park. I wasn't really worried about that. I was, I was more focused on uh, – I gave up watching Notre Dame and Louisville because Notre Dame was playing like ass, and that's uh, if, I, if I end up on a college football podcast, that would be the appropriate time to talk about that. But uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in on this Louisville-Hartford game. And Hartford tied it up with like 15 minutes to play. I made sure to let the whole press box know, yo, Hartford tied it up. Louisville's tied. This holds. We're here and they're here. And that result held. 901 FC gets the win. Louisville drops two points at home. Result, 
Not a one FC is two points clear of Louisville heading into the final week of the season. That also means that the, the following is true. If not a one FC gets points at all against New Mexico, we get a home playoff game. If Louisville does anything but win again in their last game, I don't remember who they play, we get a home playoff game. The simplest solution is to go out and beat New Mexico. Stephen Glass said that's probably going to be tough. He's not 100% sure what their playoff situation is. They're, they're right there in the thick of it. I think they're on the outside looking in, so you're probably going to get a home run effort out of them. Uh, but they gonna ha- they're going to have 11,000 people there. Um, it'll be a tough atmosphere, but 9-1-FC has proven to be pretty good on the road. Just take a look at the run in the Open Cup this year. And, uh, you know, those last two games, as a matter of fact, I think – in their last, let's see, in one, two, three, four, five, six, they've they've only lost once in their last seven road games. That's not bad. That those uh, the, that one loss was at Charleston. Our old friend Ben Pierman, the goat. So, oh, by the way, how wild would that be to have a non one FC Charleston Battery playoff game? I'm gonna have to have the. The, the the I'm out, there's gonna have to be some memes made for that. I don't I don't it's that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be not a one to see all the way, but it's it's all, all much love to Ben Pierman. But let's 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 cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's worry about what we got in front of us right now. And what we got in front of us right now is we're, we're, we're guys, we're this close. All we need is a point. Or all we need is Louisville to not get three points. And we're golden because we're two points clear. If Louisville gets all three points and we get a point, we've got the head-to-head tiebreaker and we've got goal difference. Uh, Indy won tonight, but they're not going to be able to catch us. Birmingham plays tomorrow. They're not that, with two games left. They're more than they're like nine points behind us, so we don't have to worry about them. We don't have to worry about Indy, even though they were they eliminated Tulsa tonight. Rest in peace, Philip Goodrum. Thanks for sending us Rodrigo da Costa. Uh, so you, your last game is it's on the road. It's at New Mexico. That's going to be a tough atmosphere and a tough place to play. But playing in front of 10,000 people, uh, the one time that's happened this year, 901FC went to Louisville. I was there, and they beat them. Beat them fairly handily, if I recall. I want to say it was uh, 3-1. to one. So that's where we're at. Uh, not a whole lot else to add to that. Um, the one thing that, uh, and I'm going to touch on this, I'm kind of sort of in the process of putting together an article about it to publish after the season is over. There's no point in, in, in writing stuff about how a season went while the season is still going on. Um, but I'm going to have an attendance piece at some point And, I'm, I'm working on trying to crowdsource ideas on how we can improve attendance. And one thing Stephen Glass said after the game tonight, and I've got the audio to prove it, um, is that, you know, hopefully if we do get a home playoff game, that we do actually have a good crowd because it was another 3,500 and change tonight. And that's, I mean, while that's about in line with what it's been this year, that's still going to be one of the lowest in team history. And we got to figure out a way to boost this attendance, guys. Um short-term, long-term, whatever, uh, by, get them in by hook, by crook. So if you out there in listener land or viewer land have ideas on how 901 FC can get more people into the stadium, come one, come all. There are no bad ideas. 
send them to me, DM me, at me, text me, email, Facebook. If you see me in person, yell them to me. Uh, if you want to write a letter and mail it to me, let's figure something out. Because these, these crowd, it's getting dicey, guys. It's getting dicey, and we got to figure out a way to improve it. I feel like I did this podcast a year and a half ago. And if I'm not mistaken, it was the most listened to episode we did last year. I say we, back when I was a one-man band. And it's, we, we, we cannot have a home playoff game in front of 3,000 people. Go look at the two home playoff games last year against Detroit and Tampa. What was the attendance for those? 6,000 in each of those. Those are the second and third largest crowds since COVID. Not just last year, which they were, but since COVID. So 21, 22, and 20, that's three seasons. Two of your three largest crowds were playoff games at home last year. It can be that this year. It can. But we, we, we got to do something. It's something that Stephen Glass was on with Greg Caston on Sports 56 before the Birmingham game last week. Mentioned we need a good crowd. Said it in the post game tonight. We need a good crowd for a home playoff game. The team is aware of it. I'm aware of it. I'm sure if you're listening or watching this particular podcast, you're aware of it too. Um, we we, we got to figure something out. It doesn't seem like this organization is, is willing to do it, so we're going to have to do it for them. So give me ideas. There are no bad ideas. There may there, there, You may send something that on the face of it is just absurd, but until you... We where we're at right now, we are throwing stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. There is no harm in throwing stuff against the wall to see if it sticks. This is not a legal proceeding. This is how do we drum up extra attendance? How do we get more people to AutoZone Park for soccer games? It may be dumb, but you know what? There's no harm in throwing it out there. So I'm crowdsourcing. I'm coming to I'm coming to you because at this point, I don't know I don't know what else I can personally do. Uh, I'm I, this. We got to figure something out, guys. That's where we're at. We cannot have a home playoff game in front of 3,000 people. We can't have that. We cannot have that. Um, but I'll go more into depth in that when I do my attendance article once the season is over. Obviously, there's still potential data points that we can put into that list if we do get a home playoff game. Um, obviously, that's going to depend on what happens next week. Uh, between Memphis and New Mexico. And you know what? I'm going to look up and see who Louisville plays so I can try to ascertain what uh, what their chances are of getting points out of that game. So allow me to access the USL website. If I had been planning ahead, I probably would have had this pulled up already. But, yeah, so f- we are squarely in fourth place with 52 points. They are squarely in fifth place with 50 points. We are at plus nine goal difference. They're at negative two. And like I said, we have the head-to-head tiebreaker as well. Down there in sixth is Indy with 48 points. So they're not catching us. The only team that can catch us is Louisville. But, interesting to note, excuse me, there's still a chance that Indy and Louisville could flip. So while we want the home playoff game, um... Who would you guys rather play? Would you rather play Louisville or would you rather play Indy in a, in a hypothetical home playoff game? I don't think we've lost to either of them. Uh, we beat Louisville at Louisville. We drew Louisville here. We beat Indy at Indy. 
and we drew Indy here. Did we not? Yeah. The, the Indy game here was the one where the talking point was how bad the field was and not anything else that actually happened in the game. So either of those teams, I feel like, you know, you, you'd like your chances against them. Uh, oh, first and foremost, let's worry about getting the home playoff game. Just beat New Mexico. All right. Or get a point, get a, get, get a win or a draw against New Mexico. And come what may, be it Louisville or Indy. But who does Louisville have in their last game? And then I'll look and see who Indy has in their last game. How funny would it be if they're playing each other? They are not playing each other. Ooh. Louisville is at home against Tampa. Tampa lost tonight to Pittsburgh. So I believe they are firmly locked into the two seed. So they may not have all that much to play for. Um, they may not be... Uh, they may not be giving a home run effort. Um, yeah, they're locked in. They're six points behind Pittsburgh. Um, man, Pitt Pittsburgh's going to be tough to beat. Uh, worry about that when we get there. And then Indy's last game is at San Antonio. Okay. So Indy's going to have... Uh... Hmm. I believe San Antonio is the number two team out west. I think Sacramento, yeah, San Antonio is the number two team out west. Uh, yeah, they're they're not they're not catching Sacramento. They've got fifty five points to Sacramento's sixty one. Um, it still looks like the only team officially eliminated out west is Las Vegas. That's just absolutely wild. Where the entire conference has a chance to make the playoffs going into the last day. That's nuts. Um, so Louisville is at home against Tampa, and Indy is on the road at San Antonio. You got to figure Louisville's got a better chance to beat Tampa than Indy does San Antonio. But Tampa's good, man. They're 10 points clear of Louisville. Uh, worth noting that uh, 9 see did just beat Tampa 3-2 to in September and beat them 4-2 to a couple weeks ago. So... Uh, that's a combined seven to four over the course of two games, home and away. So that's where we're at. So just just fairly short and sweet tonight, a little bit longer than the last one, but uh, I think that is going to do it for us tonight. Again, if you have ideas on how 901 FC can improve their attendance, send them along. Drop them in the YouTube comment section. At me on Twitter at ldoc93. DM me at the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter, at 901 Soccer Pod. DM me there. Facebook, comment, okay? Um, text me if you have my number. The more, the better, guys. Um, I want a home playoff game, and I want a good crowd for that home playoff game. But that is going to do it tonight. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery. Find me on Twitter at LDoc93. 901 Soccer, 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod. Facebook as well. Just search 901 Soccer. Pop right up. This has been part of the Bluff City Media Empire. You can follow Bluff City Media on Twitter at Bluff City underscore media. Find them on Facebook, Bluff City Media. Subscribe on YouTube, Bluff City Media. If you are out there interested in sponsoring not just the 901 Soccer Podcast, but any of the other podcasts or any of the other programs 
that are brought to you by Blue City Media. We got Grizzly stuff. We got Tiger football. They're four and one. They got a big game at home next Friday against uh, Tulane in the Membrane. Uh, Tiger basketball as well. Uh, any any of that. If you want to sponsor any of it, but specifically this show, uh, since you know, we are proceeding sponsorless, but that's fine. Um, but if you have goods or services that you would like advertised, feel free to reach out and we would be more than happy to talk turkey with you. Uh, but until then, hopefully tonight is not the last time that I do one of these uh, since I've been doing these after after home games. Hopefully I get to do one more of these, at least one more of these with you after a home playoff game against either Indy or Louisville. 